The Marvels is the last MCU offering of the year 2023, which has been a tumultuous year for Marvel Studios. And the question that we're here to answer today is whether or not they're ending marvelously or miraculously terribly. That's what we're going to be talking about today in our review of the Marvels. This is going to be a spoiler conversation, so we are going to spoil everything. Um, we can give some early spoiler-free thoughts, but this is largely going to be a conversation in which we are talking about everything. So if you haven't seen it yet and you care about spoilers, you're definitely going to want to watch it and come back and listen to what we have to say about this movie. Because, of course, we are the judges of, you know, quality. quality. Yes. Um, but before we talk about that, there is a game we like to play here. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. And so these three, Marco... Kale and Tyler are going to guess uh, the tomato meter score, which is the critic score and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And whoever gets the closest without going over is the winner. And what do they win? Nothing. Who wants gotta to go this. first? Gotta gotta get get a tough one. No prize. Uh, it, I, it's I, just especially tough because it's been everywhere. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even online, and I've seen so much. Oh, I have I've avoided the Rotten Tomatoes in general for this one. How? Same. It's in the Discord. I'm playing Warcraft. There's no Twitter feed on my Warcraft. I'm not on Twitter and I'm seeing it. Like, I've avoided it as much as possible. Uh, I'd like to go first. Go. I'm gonna do the Tomato Meter uh, audience. uh, No, no, critics. Critics. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, critics are gonna give it a seventy-one. Okay. I'm going to say audiences a 74. Ooh, all right. I don't I don't think critics are going to be too hot on this one to be honest. I think I'm going to give critics a six, mm, 60 on this. But the audience score is a tricky one. Because I do think, as a movie, I think it would have a decently high audience score after having watched it. But as a movie about women, I think the audience score will be uh, infl- uh, deflated because of that. Because people on the internet suck. Um, 75 audience score. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 66. Critics, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 68 audience. Hmm. All right, so uh, that makes Tyler number one with a bullet because Tyler, the well, the actual tomato meter score, the critic score with uh, 264 reviews is a 62 percent. Audiences, though, have been far more favorable, uh, maybe surprisingly so, uh, 85%. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Wait, what did you say for audience, Tyler? I said, what did I say, 70? You said 75. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so Tyler the, Tyler yeah. the victor. I guess the Chads just decided to, they, they, you know, they knew this. Them. They knew this movie was gonna fuck itself, so they just decided not to review bomb it, and they just wouldn't yeah, go see it. Care. 
That's or maybe just the, so poorly. the amount of uh, cat fans out there just helped even it out. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Now that we've gotten the Rotten Tomatoes game handled and done, let's talk about the Marvels. Obviously, this is a movie that has had a tough time uh, with, you know, delays and, you know, reshoots. A lot of those things, by the way, are normal and delay-wise, it's just the result of what's been happening in Hollywood and, you know, how how everything has been affected by COVID and, and everything else. Um, that being said, it is worth pointing out this is not Captain Marvel 2. It is not called that. It is very specifically the Marvels, um, and it is about these three women. Um, and I think, obviously, Captain Marvel plays a part in that, but Carol Danvers took somewhat of a backseat um, to make space for the other women. Yeah. I'm going to come out the gate, and I'm going to say I had a lot of fun with this movie. I had I a lot of fun. I actually really liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, go ahead, go. Fucking loved this movie. There no we way. go. <laughs> what? I had such a good fucking time. Wow. Even even in the first part, like I was laughing. I was like, I was like, up emotionally. Like sometimes when I, I, I this thing. I don't know if you guys experience this maybe you do when you get happy this this thing on my face like i couldn't control it i had this it was like i was showing my teeth i don't know oh weird yeah is that, uh, Hugo? Um, is that but i also had like mm, i don't think so but i also had like like my eyes were watering up like i was genuinely having a great time just I, turned to him and said hey actually I, you can go back to these with me i fucking love this movie if you're not a regular listener of ours, then you don't know how insane what Kale just said is because I've never heard this in my life. That's a rave review. I've known Straight him for seven years, eight years. I've never heard up. I don't I don't think I've ever felt this good about a Marvel movie. Doctor Strange, maybe. The original? The first one? No, two. Okay. Multiverse. This was the most comic booky a Marvel movie's felt in a long time. Mm, yeah. Like some of this felt like identical to like the Kelly Sue uh, run on Captain Marvel when she was with uh, David Lopez at the time, um, mm. and it just felt like that. Especially when they go to at, at not Adelan, uh, Atladan or whatever the the song world. Atlanta, Atladana, Atlanta. Atlanta. Did you say Atlanta? It's definitely Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, they went to they went to Hotland, <laughs> uh, Met some Real Housewives. Uh, no, but like that was just such a comic booky feeling thing. Um, I think Iman Vellani is born for this. God. Like I didn't watch Miss Marvel. Dude. I'm gonna watch Miss Marvel. It is it is I this, am, yeah. I am in love with her. I, I have mean, such a good time with her. Her family is great in this. Miss Marvel is my favorite MCU character. Bar none. <sighs> it might so. be up there for Bar me. none. I think I think Captain Marvel's still got it for me. I think Brie I, Larson showed character actually in this, which was great. I will, I will defend Captain Marvel and Brie Larson and Carol Danvers with my life. They, they did give her, I think, more of an emotional range here, which I think previously she was very stern, very to the point, and I don't think it gave us a lot to work with. Whereas here, it allows her, to, it allows us to feel sympathy for her 
it allows us to like sit there alongside her guilt. There, there's a lot there that gets done that should have been done, I think, in the earlier films to give her a bit more of a characterization. But I'm glad that we got it here and that she got to bounce off the three characters, the two other characters. The the plot and story for Captain Marvel in the MCU has severely hampered her as a character. Mm-hmm. I think having to setting the original movie in the past and then having to explain her absence throughout yeah. all of the MCU's history has made her character seem um, um, reserved and jaded and kind of not Captain, not Carol Danvers that were, like, you know, this, this is more Civil War through, uh, to Cap- Captain Marvel. Um, mm. And I think this, this movie step. did a lot of uh, remedying that. And, you know, showing that she's a little goofy, that she has, you know, uh, she has emotions and she does care about these things, but is the person that has to make the tough call every single time and how that weighs on her. And I think Brie did, honestly, a kind of an understated um, decision on the way she acted in this, too. I don't think she's ever huge on one side or the other side of the equation in terms of her emotional range. And I think that works for the character. Mm. She's tempered. Yeah. Yeah, which is what Carol Danvers is, even in the comics. And I think giving her the chance to put those emotions out with characters who have an emotional connection to her one way or another, um, humanize her in different ways. You know, and and, and they explicitly say that in the movie. Like, yeah. um, you know, there there is a part, that this isn't, a spoiler it's one line um miss marvel says i didn't give you the chance to be a human and and i i was like that's <laughs> like talk about putting the dialogue on the nose but like it's exactly what that character both of those characters needed and i think setting her with monica and kamala is great because those two are the exact opposite ends of that spectrum yeah. Monica is very guarded because she's had to be. She has to kind of be the stern one. You know, every you know, the people she's cared about left her or died. So she's very pent up. And Kamala is just only emotion. <laughs> she mm-hmm. cannot control herself, um, is goofing around all the time, but cares and cares deeply. There's that one bit where, um, you know, Monica's telling her story about how, you know, she blipped and missed her mom's death. And Kamala just goes up and hugs her. And I'm like, that is, that is Miss Marvel in, in, in its purest form. And then how she like forces, you know, Carol to also join in on the hug. And it's a little cheesy, sure, but it's so right for those characters. Uh, and I loved it. I thought that was great. Peter and Wholesome. Good. So let's let's talk you know let's talk spoilers I, I i thought the acting was great by and large i really enjoyed the performances Just, you know good stuff here um i i think if you've seen the trailers like it's that it, it really is um i don't think the trailers did the movie a disservice i just think that you need to see it play out yeah um it doesn't work as well in the trailers the the gimmicks and things that they have like you know, for example, it's it's introduced very early on, the switching between characters. Yeah. Um, and in the trailers, I was pretty annoyed by it, to be honest. Um, 
this maybe the maybe the music had something to do with that too because they had the uh what was the band they had um, beastie boys yeah they had the beastie yeah. boys music over it mm. and, it and they like, would switch ah. whenever the 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 beats they were like in tune with the beat i think in the trailer yeah so the trailer kind of turned me off but um the way it was presented in the earlier bits of the movie i thought was really fun uh where you know the three women are switching every time one of them uses their powers. And, you know, Kamala's going from her house to a spaceship uh, to the middle of the air and has to be saved. Um, sw- you know, fighting, you know, Spectrum, Monica, Spectrum, whatever, Photon, is might be fighting someone. And then she blips out and now Captain Marvel's fighting that person. But when Captain Marvel's fighting you, it's a lot different than when Spectrum is fighting you and different than when Kamala's fighting you. So I like that it allowed them to all express their differences in how they fight. Um, I loved how they were all invested in protecting Kamala's family. That was Mm. a really fun angle to it. Setting the fight in the home was really fun and smart. I think this movie had some of the best action scenes in a Marvel movie. Yo. The fight scenes? uh, Yeah, I think so. That, yeah, that, between the the space elevator or whatever and Kamala's house that to me that combination to me felt like the daredevil hallway scene like I, I i really thought the the choreography was just on point there was a short one take where they were showing everyone's reaction and all the all the chaos that had yes. just ensued it was a pretty good shot i thought yeah um so you know if you haven't seen miss marvel Kamala's whole origin is explained there. I think it's unfortunate that we know, right, that so many people going into this movie won't have seen her before. So they don't know all the backstory. That being said, I think that the script does a good enough job of giving you an idea of who she is. And they do it pretty quickly. You know, we're introduced to her as a fanboy, you know, a fangirl, excuse me, um, where she's just in love with Captain Marvel. And that's her hero. That's her aspirational character. And in Miss Marvel, that's in the show, that's a fun bit that they play with. But in this movie, there's a purpose because she finally gets to meet her idol. Mm-hmm. And I love how that's played. That's uh, that, that was well done. And there's especially the moment where uh, the Kree planet's getting destroyed, or rather the, the Skrull planet. Um, and she, uh, Captain Marvel makes a call. And it does not sit well with, uh, with Miss Marvel yeah. and with Kamala. And it, 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 I think somebody said it earlier. It, it confronts her with having to humanize her hero and her idol, and she has to realize, oh, hold on a second, like these are people. Like, like yeah, mm-hmm. they're superheroes. Yeah, they have those heroics, but there's a a depth to them that she hadn't considered that makes them human. But she can't take that to be bad. It is just human, and that's something that she has to take, uh, or, or she has to swallow and like learn how to appreciate. Which character? Good, good growth. I thought for her. I could have used a little more conflict in that move in that moment. Sure, um, because it shows it, but we don't really like we don't see Kamala's journey with that. We we don't linger with it necessarily either. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, Sean, do you know the runtime of this movie? Do you have that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was this was the shortest Marvel movie at 105 minutes. Wow, which is just really? just over an hour and 40 minutes. So yeah, very short. And, and they don't slow down in this movie. This movie is 
boom, 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 which I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> I liked the yeah. pacing of yeah. it, honestly. But but I think because of that, you don't get that time to linger in that moment like Kale had wanted. Uh, but but I think I think it's uh, it's maybe a lesson learned from something like like Love and Thunder, where like I remember the the black and white planet, man, snooze, dude. Like there there's so much you could accelerate for the sake of the story and for the sake of stakes, frankly, that I think this movie does well. Mm. Man, somebody liked my letterbox review of the Marvels last night. And I looked on their profile, and their top four movies of all time, Thor, Love, and Thunder, was on there. And I was like, I'm on installing this app. This is... Oh, it was Marco? <laughs> Got me. Um. So, yeah. So, we get introduced to the villain, uh, uh, Dar Ben, I think her name was. Yep. Uh, yeah, Dar Ben, played by Zawe Ashton. Yeah, uh, Tom Hiddleston's wife, actually. Yes, I was just about to say that. Um, yeah, good for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I so I like the character, I guess. Like I like that she was inspired to do what she's doing and to take up the mantle um because of what Captain Marvel the the you know what she wrought upon these people. You know, she destroyed the supreme intelligence and that threw the Kree world into chaos. Hala is dying and it's pretty directly because of what Captain Marvel did. And so in this character of Darben, we have someone who is sort of righteously angry. Yeah. Um, and you can definitely make arguments against her actions, and the Kree are positioned as bad, but there is a little bit more nuance to this than I thought there was in Captain Marvel, like to the presentation of the Kree overall. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about yeah. the villain of Captain Marvel. Well, in Captain Marvel, it's framed as, you know, uh, uh, Carol is betrayed by the Kree and the Kree are evil and the Skrulls are, you know, refugees and everything else. And they're being they're on the run from the Kree, basically. Um, and in this movie, we see that Captain Marvel's actions really hurt the Kree, who were just the people under control by an AI that was telling them what to do. So I love the way it flips that that story, it's just that, A, there's no Kree for us to connect with, right? Like, there's no good Kree. Um, the only Kree we spend time with is Darben, and she doesn't talk enough. Yeah. The, yeah, the only I, other Kree I, I, besides her was Ronan, and his thing was the same, you know? I'm talking about in this movie, because the first one had several creed uh, guy pierce or whatever jude law thank you jude guy pierce was that (laughs) jude law yeah i think i think to that there's a level of uh maybe a a bit of nuance that could have been added to those uh the treaty scenes her arriving to uh damn i just pulled it up uh whatever the water music planet um because yeah uh because i think (laughs) I think her character is positioned well, and they had an opportunity to maybe deal into like the the politicking of it. Like you're right, they aren't necessarily evil; they are just trying to save their planet. You, you can provide the Kree a bit of sympathy. I think a lost opportunity, but not necessarily one that overall impacted the the narrative because I think it still functioned. Yeah. For me, for me, she looked like a bad guy, right? You know, the first thing we see her doing is going after the the band 
Yeah. And like she she looks like a bad guy. Like she doesn't even look like uh Ronin or she doesn't even look like the other Kree that we've seen before. She look like she looks like um Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she looks like a bad. So when she's in that treaty scene, I'm sitting here going, Well, like she's not good. Like it was like she said, okay, this is what's going on. We're going to afford the scrolls this benefit. And I said, okay, but like this is going to turn. And then it does. And it's not even, it doesn't even feel like a face turn. Right. It's just, it feels like just like a, a turn the salt shaker is, you know, it's like. Yeah. It's the moment where it's like, hey, I'm bad, but I got an excuse for this, you know? Yeah. Whereas, you know, Magneto is a nuanced character because. He's got a really good point. What yeah. makes him bad is that is the action that he takes. And I guess that's sort of the same thing here. It's just that it didn't feel like her only thing was, I want what's best for my people. She seemed to enjoy, you know, what she was doing to the scrolls, like the idea that they would be ruined by this action. And maybe she does because those are those are the Kree's eternal enemies. So I just felt like there was nuance missing that made it harder for me to connect with her, especially because of what Kale said. She just presented as bad. Yeah. Like I, I felt for the Kree planet and the people on the Kree planet, oh. especially as okay, uh, as people, <laughs> you know, as they were getting the resources they needed. It's like, okay, yeah, that I get that. That makes sense. Um sorry, you went. But to that point like that's all i got yeah i i only cared once they showed me the planet she should have been the spokesperson for that yeah it was cool to see supreme intelligence and like the comic booky version so that was neat yeah 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 we did there's a scene there's a scene that shows her destroying it yeah 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 Yeah. the big head thing uh yeah I did pop for that a little bit. Yes, I missed it. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that part. Um, I I'll tell you what I had a problem with. Um, I thought most of the acting was phenomenal. Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, rough. Mm. And I don't think I'm not blaming Sam. I'm yeah. saying that if you watch Secret Invasion, and then you immediately watch this, which is his next appearance, it is not the same character. I thought hmm, I was under the assumption that Secret Invasion is after this because there was so much whiplash. I mean, it's not the it's not it's not that it's that Nick Fury is not just he's not presented this way. Nick Fury is the comedy relief of this movie. He's the B plot. Yeah. Yeah. He was a complete goofball. And that just felt very weird to me. I I just. (laughs) I really, I really dislike that, and Nick, I'm getting tired of seeing Nick Fury. Nick and Fury's was, whole arc is based on cats and kittens, <laughs> and that was, you know, the uh, uh, the whole thing about the first one too. It's just like, you know, Samuel Jackson is a great character, uh, character actor, um, and Nick Fury is a great character, but like, you can't have the, you know, the diehard guy be the all-knowing Nick Fury, like, this guy doesn't know anything. (laughs) Well, I I feel like Nick Fury's been utilized pretty well in the past. We've seen his scheming in Avengers. 
Uh, we know that he has wheels within wheels of plans and things like that. He's got a dry sense of humor. He's a bit of a dick. Where is all that? This dude was just lost in the sauce the whole movie. But yeah, at this point, that was what, 2012? It's been 10 years. I'm wondering how he got away with it. Watch Secret Invasion because that no. character, well, fair enough. <laughs> but that version of Nick Fury is consistent with what we've seen before. It's this one that's a deviation. And really? I don't know if that's because that's maybe this isn't Nick Fury and it's a scroll, which I know there was a tease of something like that, that that there was a scroll impersonating Nick Fury on Earth. It was so Talos. maybe there's a reason. Yeah. Sorry. Talos was the one impersonating him on Earth, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe there's some other explanation. But honestly, I think they just slotted Nick Fury in the role they needed him to play in this movie. And I just don't like that. I, frankly, you could have swapped out another like, you know, uh, whatever space station lead, and I don't think you would have gotten like he he did not bring anything to the character to the to the moments and to the scenes because whatever like he was he's running around oh, got to catch the cats now the, this would have been a perfect spot for Colton yeah yeah yeah, yeah. bring him yep. back hell yeah I like Colton a lot too so I, like, yeah I do yeah. too imagine and he can actually move him. around unlike Sam Jackson no offense yeah. guys get older. <laughs> They, they finally give him the, the, the promotion he's always wanted. He's like, you got to get the state space station, and it just gets fucked up. I like how Sam Jackson's action scene is just him sitting down in a chair the whole time. <laughs> well, you see him you see him come out of that spaceship at the end of the movie, stretching his back. I said, ooh, that's, that, that is not real. acting. That's yeah. real. <laughs> Dude, it, it's hard watching him in Secret Invasion, honestly, because... It's hard watching him here? Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole plot and everything that's happening between the Marvels revolves around these quantum bands, the bangle from the Marvel or the Miss Marvel show. Um, you know, there was a tease in Shang-Chi, I think, um, that's right. about a reference to another bangle, or maybe that was in Eternals, but either way, no, there was a reference right. okay, to, to there being another one, and we're seeing that play out now. Um, which I liked. I thought that was cool that we finally got to address that. Um, definitely doesn't matter to you as much if you haven't watched Miss Marvel, which is another ding, although it's not the movie's fault. Um, that's a good point. Kale, you didn't see it. What did that plot have? You know, do you feel like it could have had more weight to you? Um, I liked it. I liked the, the bangle as the MacGuffin or whatever. Um, and especially Kamala's connection to it, uh, it, that, you know, the, her connection to the bangles in general. I don't know necessarily how she, uh, how that fuels her powers, if it fuels her powers or whatever. Um, so like that part I was, I felt a little lost on, but it worked for me. There, there was that scene, uh, towards the end where the bangle comes off, but she still has the, that's, yeah, that's why I was a bit confused. confused. The the bangles, uh activated her powers right so technically she does not need them for her powers she wears it because it was her grandma's the 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 point there being though there's there's ambiguity because it only starts her action sequences with the bangle on and when it finally does and she still has them it's like wait hold on a second because i got confused for a second and i forgot that the that she was a mutant that all ties into whatever that was i'm like oh that's right it's not the bangle it's something else yeah Kale, having also not watched the show, how do you feel about this version of her power set rather than the stretchy arms? Uh, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I think this fine. is more visually appealing, honestly. 
I I sort of I I like that it connects her more to Carol and uh Photon. Monica. Monica Professor Marvel. Monica Rambo. Um Professor I, I, I like I like those three acting as a triumvirate and their powers um sort of bouncing off each other and being connected in that way. I I got I liked it at first. I I kind of soured on it after a while in reference to the power of the the space swapping because I started to think and I started to think well that's your problem. Why why is this? What is this? You know like why is this happening? What is happening? How is this controlled? Why does this feel so contrived? At a certain point it started to be like all right they're going to switch whenever it's dramatically required. And yeah. they're not going to explain why they don't switch when it's not dramatically required. And yeah. I don't like things like that. They only switch when they use their powers at the same time. Right. So, of course, yeah. whenever oh, Miss Marvel... Okay. Right. Whenever Miss Marvel would actually be dead, that doesn't happen. Sure, like, when, yeah, she yeah. Was, when she was using her power to create steps for her to jump on, of course, no one else was using their powers at that time, even yeah. though they were all fighting. And, and what about when... Photon and Captain Marvel are flying. Right. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. It's just like I don't I don't want to not think about it. I want to yeah. think about it and go, that's consistent. Right. You know, there's a reason. It it I don't know. Yes, I thought about it, but then I just sort of like there were a couple moments that I sort of jolted out, you know, where she would light light uh, Captain Marvel would light her power up and nothing would happen. I go. Wait, why isn't anything happening? Right. But I don't know. I just it sucked me back in. So like, yeah, I agree, but also uh, it didn't bother me. I, I did appreciate the training montage. Like I, I, I like that, that we great. had that moment of just like, okay, they're growing with their powers, they're trying to understand, fine, we're getting we're getting ready for the, the big bad. That um, uh that jump rope green screen though was uh not great <laughs> i didn't even notice that i was so enraptured not, by i love I the jump rope yeah i love I, the montage. no i love the i love the bit i love the idea but if you watch you know watch the actresses you can tell that they are oh and really nobody's on the other side oh wow you <laughs> can also know. tell that monica's the only one who knows how to jump rope <laughs> yeah well i think kale that you just hit on probably like the overall issue that i have with the movie which is that it's really fun Right. Well, that's not an issue. It's really fun. And the actors involved make it pop. Yeah. But if you look too hard at anything in particular, it's like, oh, hmm, let me forget about that. Ha 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 ha. That's really funny. Mm. Even the very first scene. Well, the very first scene involving Darben on that planet where they find the, the, the band. I was like, oh, this looks shitty. Yeah. And nothing funny had happened yet. So. I was really just focused on that. And I was like, God, this looks awful. This, this like these shitty rocks and this fake space. It just looked bad to me. For, for you some can reason, feel the specifically the number two guy. He was like, <laughs> I was like, something about him. Who was like, he? Mm. He looked I like he was in a different him. movie than this. Word. Yeah. Discount, discount <laughs> second in chair, bro. And why did he have a man bun? Like, is that intergalactic? Yeah, man. I could, the, well, I could, the, 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 the Kree get our trends a little too late. It's space time and it's a thing. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be, you know, like Bill Murray in Quantumania. Like, I couldn't yeah. tell if he was supposed to be somebody and maybe I just didn't know, you know, yeah. if he's a YouTuber or something. 
Is that where we're at with Marvel films, YouTubers? Well, I just like, I, I mean, who else could it be that I like? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I did have, uh, and this is just the one gripe on the parents being brought up to this like super secret whatever thing. I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. You're suddenly just bringing up the family. Fine, we're gonna get bits. Fine, you know, it's there for for maybe some plot or something. But the, uh. What's today? Fury's being very liberal with this, you know, yeah. uh, access. It's bad. I agree, but also at the same time, I think you need to have Kamala's family there as they're an essential for agreed. her arc. Yeah, yeah no, agree. Especially agreed. if people uh, did not watch the show. It was it was just like it was a very obvious just non non consistency with Fury and like the yeah. the activities at large. But I, for the plot purposes, I think it would, it did well. Yeah, that uh, shit ain't happening with Shield. Well, I mean, shit, it probably did. Yeah, like true. I said, these <laughs> these guys aren't the same ones. <laughs> um, I generally like, like I said, I fucking love this movie. I didn't hate the song Planet like I immediately thought I would. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. The thing that got me though was the cat wrangling. <gasps> Why you didn't fucking, like that? It was just like with. With cats' uh, memory from cats playing in the background? The Flurkins? I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's from the musical I, cats. I guess I don't know cats. Yeah. Um, not an Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. <laughs> in, that, um, in that moment, I think, you know, I, I know that we needed to get those people off, and, and they planted, I felt like they planted the seeds really, really well. Yeah. So it's not even like, you know, it came out of nowhere. I felt, I felt like what they did paid off but it was just in in this the third act it felt like quite a bit like this is a massive departure from where we should be going it was silly it was too was silly, silly is my point yeah. yeah yeah it almost broke down the movie for me yeah but man i don't know something about those cats just swallowing people whole. like i just it's kept pretty, laughing yeah it, the yeah, more fans it, it, were loving it well but also like yeah, the, it, the whole bit with like goose eating all the random stuff throughout the movie and then you see at the end where goose has her nest and it's like oh there's kamala's mom's couch cushion in there yeah. like it's like yeah it is seated very well like it, it all makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and but it, it just like that's that type of silliness for me was just like we're ramping up here i need you know, I need a little less of this. Well, it's a common problem that the Marvel movies have where they don't allow you to take them seriously sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I feel, I do feel like this is a better one of those because it, it does, you know, it's a stepping stone and that's fine. Uh, And it successfully gets us from here to here and it does actually serve the plot. But still, it took me out pretty hard. It, feel, it feels like whatever uh, what every D and D group does whenever they get a bag of holding, it's like I'll just shove everyone in it. You know? Yeah. Um. So speaking of the end, you well, know, before we get we to end, this, can I can I ask one question, Sean? Um. Valkyrie. And her little cameo in this, um, a very bi coded her and her and Captain Marvel. Uh, Where something with something happened there, um, but B. Doesn't that negate all of Secret Invasion? 
like if the Asgardians could have given the scrolls the home they were looking for this whole time? Um, no, because the scrolls came to Earth thirty years ago or something, and New Bro- Broxton, Oklahoma, being or wherever it is that they have brought these scrolls, that's that's a new established thing that wasn't always there. But I guess I don't know. Maybe if they asked Valkyrie during Secret Invasion, then you know we could have had you know less episodes for me to watch, which I would have enjoyed. They weren't fighting for that though. That wasn't the point of the show. They were. They wanted control. They wanted Earth. They didn't just want Oklahoma. You know. Um. So, the ending of the movie right sees this big battle, um, between the Marvels and Darben, and. You know, it's a really it look like I think it looks it's a really cool looking fight. Yeah. Um, and the switching is done here as well, and it's all cool and looks really great. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um personally, this was the same problem I had with the Guardians final fight. I don't necessarily love it when the heroes overpower the villain because it sucks the tension out of the fight. There's just no chance in hell. That Darbin is going to beat them. Um, I don't believe it. And on top of that, I had a really hard time with the fact that Captain Marvel put boots to ass on Thanos, and yet she couldn't just mollywop everybody in this movie. I had the same thought, and they kept flashing. They kept inferring that any power that Marvel, Miss Marvel, put out or Captain Marvel put out would get absorbed by the band. And so just reflected back. So my assumption was she's in the process of continually just being depowered by being around her. Anytime she's approaching Darpin, she Darpin, she is just like not able to emit as much as strong as she would. And, and I read give it, her power. And I read it too as her protecting Monica and and Kamala at, right. simultaneously because just that punch her in the head. Sure, I know, I know, but you can't absorb, <laughs> well, can't absorb even... that. <laughs> um, but like, you didn't want that energy power, the energy power of it all, to you know be um, shot back at Kamala or Monica. But at the same time, she's she's flying through spaceships in this movie, so like, yeah, none of that was stated. Like, it's just mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where the movie just not interested in dealing with uh, Captain Marvel's power level. But even even then, at the end, where she's just like, oh, just go turn the sun back on. I'm like, wait. Hold on, you're giving me way too much, too little scale, or too much scale for the power. It's like, fine. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make sense. She needs a stat squish. Yeah. Um, a stat baseline, I guess. I, I Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the power scaling thing was a little fuzzy um, towards the end, but I did enjoy the fight, and I enjoyed the fact that ultimately Captain Marvel had to write all wrong, you know, because ultimately, you know, the Supreme Intelligence, they'd have to go. But, you know, she did have to write this wrong. And I appreciated the fact that she did have the ability to do that, even though I also thought, how the hell did you not think of this before if you're that damn strong? Yeah. What I got in this movie is that she ain't that bright. Not in a bad way. She's she got too much on her plate to actually pay attention to the smaller details. Fair. Um, yeah. And that she needed other people to yep. make her better. Yep. Yeah. And it also I, let, I'm into that. It let Miss Marvel hit the Wonder Woman pose too, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, when she smashes the bands together. Oh, Wakanda forever. Oh yeah. Did you say Wakanda? Did you use a no. Um. 
so she she gives the son back. She helps the Kree. She saves Hala. Captain Marvel's the hero of the movie. I really like that. Miss um, <laughs> Marvel says to her, you know, that was such a fun team up. And then we get what what I didn't realize was considered an after credit scene because I feel like it just came on right after like whatever the last scene was. Um, and it's her reaching out to Hawkeye. Oh yeah, Kate Bishop, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, Marvel yeah. Kamala yeah. reaching out. Yeah, I, I thought that was such a good idea because she's such a fan about it that she would absolutely be like, "Yo, I'm you, you, you want me to lead a team or like make a team? 100. He's who I have like." And then the Intel thing bit came back. I like that a lot. It's she's so she's aping Nick Fury from the end of Iron Man one, where he approaches Tony and says, "Hey, you thought you were the only superhero? I got a team for you." Blah blah blah. Um, how Kamala Khan knows that that is the approach that Nick Fury had with Iron Man is beyond me. Um, but it's a cute scene that really underscores the value of Iman Vellani and the Miss Marvel character to the greater universe. And I am so excited to see these young Avengers start to actually play off of each other. Yeah. And even, they even yeah. name drop Cassie in it too. So we know like, even though quantum mania, yikes, uh, Cassie can be in this too. Honestly, oh, I feel like Avengers Kang dynasty is that young Avengers movie. Iron lad. Exactly. Yep. That makes oh. sense. All the variants around uh, Iron Lad is one of the variants of Kang. <clears throat> that makes sense. So, what's the like Patriot? Oh, no, we have Patriot. We have Patriot. Yeah. 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 Wait, we have a Hulkling sort of that they want to do more Scar. Uh, um, I There's uh, in Captain Winter Falcon. Falcon Winter. Yes. Falcon Winter. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Um, Oh, the Falcon cave. goes to yeah. visit. Yeah, right, Falcon right, goes to right. visit Elijah Bradley, yes. who was the other Captain America in the initial um, uh, super serum tests. Right. Uh, but he didn't get the fame and stuff. And he has a grandson who, mm -hmm. in the comics, takes mutant growth hormone to become Patriot. Mm, interesting. Okay. Don't look too hard at the mutant growth hormone. Yeah. That but. Can be anything. I mean, uh, it's that's not, what it is. But I, technically, not out of the realm of, of uh, possibility. With well, I'm just saying there are other ways that the sure, MCU sure. will play that. Sure. Falcon and Winter, uh, Winter Soldier had a Super Soldier Serum in it that people were taking. So, like, yeah, it is doable. And you got America Chavez too uh, running around out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Wanda's kids are in some form of multiverse. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say they. They They'll probably show up. Aged but. up a bit. Kid Loki is out there somewhere. Like, Ooh, I think you. They're all there. Yeah. The gang's all here, except for like Hulkling proper. But I'm I'm excited. It's overdue in the sense that we needed to see these characters interacting. Um, it took a long time, but we're here. This I is, really yeah. want the, the what what Jess and I always say is um all of this stuff that we're finally getting to is what they should have been doing in 2012 to keep us around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like a Hawkeye film or a Hawkeye TV show in 2012 would have kept my fire going. Like... Starring Jeremy Renner, you mean? Well, no, but... Oh, well. uh, You know, the point being, 
you know, Captain Marvel, the film should have come around, you know, earlier. Black Widow, the film, you know. There, there were people keeping that from happening, but yes. Well, yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, they were wrong. Yeah, that was the Avi Arad era, right? Avi Arad, yeah. uh, among many others. <laughs> Who's now um, doing, uh, what did he just get announced as doing? Uh, Zelda. No Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. What? Yeah. So uh, there is one more post credit scene. This is the one that had everybody talking. I popped. So uh, at the very, very end of the movie, um, you know, we lose Monica. She, you know, makes the sacrifice play to uh, close the, 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 the hole between universes. Right. And she ends up on the other end of that. So she ends up in another universe and she's unconscious and she wakes up. She wakes up next to her mother, um, which, of course, is a scene that's meant to evoke the fact that, you know, Monica was gone she got blipped and her mother was in the hospital and she wasn't there to watch over her in this case her mother is presumably the person who saves her from space and brings her to where she is how could her mother do that considering she doesn't have powers well captain marvel and the marvels tease the fact that uh monica's mother should have been captain marvel in this universe Uh, she's binary who is a nickname of captain marvel before we get into the rest of that Man, that costume looked bad. <laughs> yeah, looked that did not look good. Yeah. I, I mean, but also that binary costume in general is not great. It's a flaming bikini. Um, sure. Like it need the powers need to be on for it to look good. Uh, but did you notice she was wearing both quantum bands? Ooh, oh, I, I didn't. Catch I didn't. That. Yeah, I, was I, re- I was trying to rewatch it for the other guy that's in that scene online, like handy cam footage of it, and she has both quantum bands on. Um, oh, yeah, which... I was busy thinking about how that looked like a chunky. Uh, 2000s like foam suit. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but yeah, both quantum bands means that she would then have the ability to open up gates to another universe. So, mm. oh, um, um, the America Chavez thing, right? Sort of, yeah. It, it was yeah, very um, incursion y, too. It felt like a Hickman's incursions, you know, which we two, already know are, a yeah. Thing. But like the fact that those that two was, Earths yeah. were just so close to each other, it was just a thin layer between the two, yeah, and how each of them have these. Now, presumably, huge hero sets that are completely wildly different from each other. Like, Secret Wars is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the big reveal, though, is that Binary takes, you know, Monica, her daughter, from another dimension, uh, to the, presumably, the X-Mansion. And we see Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Um, wow. This, this hit me like a baseball bat. Dude, as soon as I, you, yeah, I I sat there agape. Dude, whenever he walks by the camera and you see a blue hand, I was like, I literally went, "It's Beast." I like, I I don't talk during movies. Um, I couldn't help myself. Uh, I love Hank McCoy when he's not a genocidal maniac. Listen, everybody has their flaws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been so into Cheers and Frasier. And uh, I watched the uh, the new Frasier pilot. Bad. Don't watch it. But mm-hmm. Kelsey, so Kelsey Grammer is right here for me. And I went. I didn't move. <laughs> that voice is unmistakable. Yeah. And they really leaned into the X-Men animated series version of the Beast. He's like big in the shoulders. He's got the extra yeah. pointy hair. It's not quite X3 Beast with, you know, with Kelsey Grammer and full makeup. This is full CG. 
Um, but dude, I, th- I thought he looked good. Honestly, for once, good. yeah, it didn't look bad. Yeah, <laughs> looked pretty cool. Um, I I popped. Obviously, there were only twenty people in my theater, so um, there just wasn't much of a reaction to it. But and I also unfortunately already knew. Um, that there oh, would be. did you really? I didn't know Beast specifically, but I knew that there was an X-Men, a heavy X-Men reference. And they showed the doors, and it looked like the doors to the to the room, to the healing room from X2 or X3 yeah, yeah. or wherever we saw that. So, Which is, mm. I mean, kind of expected because the next movie is Deadpool, which is in that universe, right? Presumably. Presumably, yeah. I think it's all of them. Yeah, and Deadpool has cables, time travel thingy, so I don't know if that can be multidimensional or whatever, but um, is this leading up to the Foxverse versus the MCU? Yo, that'd be crazy. Because the the only thing that could come close to the uh, on-your-left scene of Endgame is an on-your-left scene with Tobey Maguire, with Hugh Jackman, with... Uh, ben Affleck with everyone. That's the the next logical step up. We're about to we're about to get a flashpoint with a a CG Ben Affleck Daredevil. No, I want I want depressed Dunkin' Donuts Ben Affleck. Daredevil. I know what you want, but what yeah. I'm telling you is you're not getting that. <laughs> you're getting Nicolas Cage, and you're gonna like it. Oh, Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider. Yeah, let's do that too. So then, but but if we're just getting mutants in our mcu does that mean that maybe we can assume that kamala is technically not even from our universe i think that's going too far yeah (laughs) holy shit (laughs) kamala has never really been stated as being a mutant as much as having a mutation does that distinction make sense it does um but if our universe doesn't have a mutation as like a concept and she has these bands could her grandmother have come from a different universe to this to our universe and it might inadvertently kickstart the mutation process because it was coming from the one that actually already has it well her mother comes from a Jin universe the newer universe so yes she does come from a different universe but i think that mcu does not have mutants which highly established yeah, you gotta you gotta watch the show kale um yeah you had a little whiplash there um so i think once secret wars happens it'll be like the comics like they pick and choose what they want to keep uh, like sure. we kept Miles Morales, they're gonna keep yeah. mutants, and then that's our main universe going forward. Oh, Spider Verse gonna cross over? That'd be cool. If they don't bring Miles Morales live action into the Secret Wars thing, they're they're fucking up. We'll save all that talk for another time on the main show. Um, I, I, I thought this was a really fun movie. Um, it was enjoyable but it does have some problems i think it gets a bad rap and it's i mean it's tanking right now um mm-hmm. it's, it's it's bombing in um, scores or sales uh sales so uh it, it based on friday uh this is coming from the hollywood reporter it earned 21.5 million um it looks to be headed to an opening of 47 to 52 million and that would be make it the worst start in history for the MCU. Yikes. Is is that within projection? That is what the Hollywood reporter suggests. That that would the, that that that's what the proje- that's what the new projection is. Oh, okay, okay. Adjusted from uh I guess my one one question I had um do you guys feel like this 
movie is the difference maker for people who uh, maybe aren't as keen on the MCU anymore? Like, should should this be the thing that, that we you can send people to be like, hey, you know what? They're 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 coming back, or do do we need a little more? This, uh, I think at this point, and we've said this on the show, we need an Avengers film for that. Mm. I think, I think yes, this has all the cool superhero-y comic booky stuff, and it's cool and it's great. But I think you know, I think audiences are gonna want either something you know. Captain America Winter Soldier level or I mean we gotta get an Avengers film it's I been mean, years we had two we had two uh, Marvel movies this year that were solid I think Guardians is a much better movie overall um, I probably had more fun with this yeah um, but this is a good this is a good start I mean the numbers don't reflect it I think the Marvels was destined for failure and I don't think that that has anything to do with how good or bad the movie was going to be. That being said, I don't think the trailers did it too many favors. Um, obviously, the 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 strike didn't help because you couldn't get these, you know, first of all, these fantastic actors, right? These people who seem to really care about these characters, um, you couldn't get them in front of people to talk. And that's a big thing, especially for a film studio that is struggling right now. They needed to get these actors out there, and they couldn't. So... Yeah. And on top of that, uh, you know, all the news uh, that we had during the strikes was that Marvel's going down the toilet and Nia DaCosta, the director, has fucked off to do another film. So why should you care? Sure. Which honestly, as as a directed movie, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, good. yeah. yeah. I noticed things that I liked exactly. in the yeah. direction. Like it wasn't, it wasn't secret invasion. You know what I'm saying? Like where you just watch it and it's like, all right, this is paint by numbers. There were interesting things here yeah, from a director yeah. standpoint. Um, but to answer your question, Marco, um, I think that audiences will turn when the narrative turns. Right now, the narrative is 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 bad, regardless of what the facts are. The narrative says Marvel is in is in the shits, and so from the audience standpoint, Marvel's in the shits. Deadpool will bring it back. Yeah, Deadpool is always going to be the one that brings it back. You know, it yeah. sells, and this is the MCU Deadpool, so they're going to lean heavy into that. Well, and everybody loves Ryan Reynolds, so of course it's going to make you know press and you know all that. Hey, he just Man. paid for one of his uh, his football players' uh, uh, wives to get a second opinion on on a cancer thing. So hey, Iman Balani doing the press for this movie oh, would have been so good. Well. We're going to get out of here. Hopefully you enjoyed our conversation as much as we enjoyed the movie. Uh, oh, we got to give it quick ratings, quick ratings. Uh, I will say a 7.5. Oh, yeah, 7.5. I give it a 7. Uh, I don't think what my system is. 8.5. 8, 8.5. Whoa. Wow. I'm telling you, I had a tremendous time the last time i remember kale giving a movie over a seven was well that was a train coming into station i believe 
Kale's locked in with the audience score because it's the same, 85. So, um, And longtime listeners uh, may want to know my wife's opinion. She uh, absolutely loved Captain Marvel. She came on the show to defend it. She couldn't make it today. But this is what she wanted when she read Captain Marvel, uh, you know, Kelly Sue DeConnick's Captain Marvel. This is her Captain Marvel. She was beaming. Nice. So... We'll let Jeff Jess's opinion be the last one. If you guys enjoyed this and you want to support us further, uh, patreon.com slash the comics pals is the best way to do that. Uh, we have a lot of exclusive stuff over there. Um, if you've never heard of us before, we do a live show, ev- two live shows every week, one on Saturdays at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern, the other on Thursdays, at 6 p.m. Eastern, that is Pals Pulls. That's where we review comics. The main show is on Saturdays. It's where we talk about the industry, comic book news, movie news, etc., etc. Thank you so much for joining us. Until the next movie review, we'll see you, we'll see you then. Take care, guys.